0: The button
1: has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. The days are starting to run into each other, JD. Welcome to our podcast, which, as you
0: may have noticed, we are recording remotely again because we are being good citizens and staying at home and not spreading any nasty germs around New York City. Yes, indeed. Yes. How's, how's your uh, self-isolation been going, Al Kaiser? It's, what is it, week three? It feels like
1: day two, because uh-huh. I don't know what day it is or what time it is anymore. It's one the big blur. Start- oh, yeah. It's one big blur. The days have started to run together. Yeah.
0: Same here. But uh, there, there were, you know, little, little bits of tech news. You know, not all of it good, but because everyone is working from home and life is going on for a lot of people. Uh, yes, then- indeed particularly white collar industries who do have that luxury from working from home. They're they're kind of staggering along, uh the, the rest of the country. That I'm a little worried about. But um mm-hmm. but I guess we'll we'll find out. We will find out. Do you have any um rants off the top of your head or shall we just dive into these headlines?
1: No, no rants, but I will say this. I've had the honor and the privilege of finally diving into more seasons of Bojack Horseman on Netflix. All right. That is a tremendously good show. I mean, I'm just going to lay it right out this there. It gets the El Kaiser seal of approval. It gets the El Kaiser seal of approval. It is a sneaky show. It's a cartoon show about a talking horse. Now right off the bat, you're like, "Okay, a cartoon about a talking horse who's a Hollywood actor and who's got all sorts of crippling emotional issues." So, it really right, you know, from the elevator pitch does not sound like something I would be interested in watching. I gave it a few episodes at first, and then I decided, nah, you know what, I'm going to skip this. But it actually had its final season just earlier this year, or maybe late last year. Really fascinating show. I mean, it's a show where you really start caring about this horrible, monstrously awful character. I mean, just like the Sopranos, basically. He's an anti-hero. But I enjoyed it immensely. It was a deeply emotional show. Again, we're talking about a cartoon. I know that sounds weird. And coming from a brony, maybe that's not such a big statement. But it was a yeah. deeply emotional show. You know, I was I was surprised at how good this show is. It's Will Arnett, Allison Bree. And a whole bunch of other folks. I mean, really, really just an exceptionally good show. Watch it, folks. I know it sounds weird, but just watch it.
0: Sounds like a stealth, you know, I want to call it a Trojan horse, but, you know, the the stealth premise to kind of get you into, oh, it's this really weird. And then you find out that it's really multilayered and deep.
1: Yeah, exactly. You think it's going to be something like an archer, just a silly show with fart jokes and sex jokes and all that stuff. But I mean, it's got some of that. But most of it is just really moving and emotional and, you know, you start really feeling, wow, okay, I can see how that can happen. Really good show. Give it a shot, folks. If you've gotten, you know, if you've blown through your Netflix list, give it a try. Fascinatingly good show. Yeah, no, I'm I'm intrigued now. I've I've heard
0: good things about it and was one of those ones is like, well, yeah, the talking horse thing. But like, yeah, maybe once I watch everything else, I'll come around to that. But you've definitely moved it up in the queue here for me. Yeah, give it a shot. I think you'll like it. All right. Well, sh- shall we uh, wade into the news? The, Such uh, as the, the news? happy
1: news? Yes. The happy news. Well,
0: It's uh, the happy news hour. I actually do have some genuinely happy bits of news. All right. That's good, They're just That's at good, JD. the end. Well, it starts midway through, and then at and oh, the okay. end we have some happiness. But well, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Let's get the darkness out of the You know, just, you the know way. just choke it down. Yes, indeed. As expected, the COVID-19 impact on the economy uh, not only knocks small businesses, restaurants, restaurants, the entertainment industry, and a whole bunch of other people into unemployment. It's also smacking up the tech world. According mm. to the uh, data that was crowdsourced from Cander, which I guess is a firm that helps tech workers negotiate their salaries, more than 500 companies are making adjustments to their workforces, shall we put it delicately. This includes hiring freezes and even mass layoffs. That's sort of scary for those of us who live through the dot-com bubble at the end of the oh. 90s. Uh, oh, this yeah. is a little flashbacky.
1: Yes, indeed. But
0: uh, at the time of the initial survey, Cander uh, found that 60% of companies were implementing hiring freezes just straight off the bat, 18% of candidates who were interviewing for jobs or had job offers given to them saw those job offers rescinded when the companies suddenly realized, oh, no, we can't do this and pulled it back. Layoffs occurred in 13% of companies uh, surveyed. I know there was sort of a big round on Friday. Uh, I think the Bird Scooter Company got hit and there were uh, several others who also uh, found out that that their jobs were terminated because of the coronavirus. But some companies are hiring though, uh, as their services have come into massive demand during the global move uh, to self isolation and work from home. So, want to guess who's hiring? Amazon. Yes, they are. They are one of the ones. Also, Zoom. Yes, Zoom. Zoom precisely. You, you've got the two two of the ones here. Uh, um, Instacart. Instacart was not on one of the major lists, but I'm sure they must be. Oh, they have to be. Because they, yeah, the uh, list that I was looking off of, uh, which was compiled by one of the the websites doing stories on this, DoorDash is up there, Twitch, Twitter, Uh, Twilo, Roblox, TikTok, Qualcomm, PayPal, Planeteer, which I know is doing some work with the British government, NVIDIA, uh, Northrop Grumman, Medtronic, Lockheed Martin, eBay and DocuSign. So so those are ones that were reporting hiring increases. A lot of these are digital companies providing either monetary services or in case of TikTok and Roblox, I guess we would count those as entertainment, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Northrop Grumman yeah, they're they're kind Aren't of a they big like industrial. Arms, yeah, yeah, don't
0: they make like arms or airplanes or something like that? Yeah, uh, oh, I know Lockheed Martin uh, does. Yeah, I think all of the all of those companies are kind of, but they're they're big infrastructure, and they may be getting pressed into government service to help build ventilators and things uh, too. I don't know if it's tied into that. Or gotcha. if they're just stepping up with logistics and equipment support because there's a lot of field hospitals getting built in certain cities around the country to yeah. take care of the anticipated overflow uh, from everyone hitting the hospital system at once. But, yeah, so, so there are some some little bits of hiring. And uh, to your point there on Amazon, according to the Reuters News Agency, Amazon is one of those companies hiring. It's also offering higher pay to recruit in people in its own warehouse uh, of those employees to pick and pack Whole Foods groceries. So. Amazon's looking within its own ranks because grocery delivery is a very, very big thing, especially for people who can't physically get to the store for one reason or another. So uh, there's a worker shortage as well because I believe there has been some um, coronavirus outbreaks in some of Amazon's warehouses. But mm-hmm. So so Amazon is uh, they're trying to lure people in with uh, a few dollars more to do the Whole Foods packing and grocery delivery. Walmart is also said to be ordering more warehouse and grocery workers. So clearly the home food delivery industry is booming.
1: It is definitely booming. No question about that.
0: Yes, and uh, the U.S. Department of Labor uh, said last week that a seasonally adjusted uh, 3,283,000 people filed for unemployment uh, in the last period. That's the highest total since the department started keeping track. So, big milestone there, an unfortunate milestone. Unfortunate milestone, yeah. Yeah, it's like massive. I don't know if you saw the front page of the New York Times. The other Friday, but they had a, a graphic that showed uh, unemployment. I think since the '60s was just this rocket shot on the right column, just going up to the, to the three million. Wow. So it definitely put that data into a visualized format that was easy to understand by everybody.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: But with a record number of people filing these claims, websites for state unemployment benefits are buckling under the unprecedented demand. Uh, some laid-off workers report waits of ten hours or more to file a claim due to server errors, crashes, just simple overload. It's all getting bogged down in the process because they are just getting hammered with this. And then state governments usually are not known for their slick, scalable web design <laughs> and infrastructure.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you could so, definitely say
0: that. so problem compounded. Benda uh, also here's here's one that we, we may want to pay attention to uh, just because we observe the podcast industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with many people switching to the fire hose of constant live news updates, podcast listening is also down. I guess people don't want to hear the crime podcasts or the sort of whimsical – more, you know, decorating or gentle podcasts that, you know, might throw on if you're on the way to work or something. Hey,
1: I'm glad about the crime podcast. I can't stand crime podcasts. I'm really, sorry, folks. I mean, well, Serial kind of, of, who of who set the template,
0: left. and I think everyone is sort of following that, <sighs> and it gets very repetitive. Oh,
1: geez, yes.
0: Um, but but there, there were some some podcasts that, that I did. I, I was not a big true
1: crime listener myself. but uh, I, have, po- I, I will say this. I have noticed a dip in our show. Yeah, which is, I guess it's understandable.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the PodTrack company, uh, which follows podcast trends and usage, reports that downloads have dropped uh, about 10% since the start of March. Uh, Total unique listeners also dropped roughly 20% within that same time frame. And I think it's kind of across the board. We can probably count lack of commuting time and Mm -hmm. visits to the gym probably as factors in there. And again, people are just glued to their phones and TV and trying to figure out what to do in a global pandemic that a lot of people weren't prepared for. So it is putting the more uh, recreational listening, I guess, uh, off to the side.
1: Yeah, sure. Of course. I mean, people are also using their computers and their devices for work more at home. So, you know, the last thing you want to do is say, ah, now I'm going to stay on here for another 45 minutes and listen to a podcast. You know, "Eh, I'm not sure I want to do that. I want to just disconnect
0: yeah, there's, there's definitely – I'm feeling a sense of sensory overload too because even oh, yeah. with the work from home thing, which I am happy to have that option, it does sort of blur your boundaries of what's work and home and play. And, Correct. oh, I'll just answer this email at whatever hour and take yep. care of it. We're normal. I would not deal with it until the next day. So Yeah,
1: no, I've been used to uh, working from home for a while now, and I definitely set up guidelines for myself. Obviously, I've had to fudge those guidelines over the last few weeks because of what's going on. But I, I found myself really setting guidelines for myself about what I'm doing for work and what I'm doing for entertainment, and I try not to have those cross. In fact, I use two separate computers. I'll have one dedicated specifically for, um, actually, three separate, no, four, no. Three <laughs> and how many tablets? Com- <laughs> well, you know what? I'm down to two tablets. That's another conversation we should have. My, oh my. tablet addiction is gone. But- I do set limits and it works. It helps. It definitely helps. You know, as far as the fire hose of information coming in, I've desperately, I mean, I've definitely, and I guess desperately minimized the information overload that I've been absorbing because, you know, that type of just hitting you nonstop and you get conflicting information Mm -hmm. and you get, you're also dealing with the age of clickbait. Yeah. So you're reading these, I mean, I I didn't actually see this, but you'll see something like you're going to die of this virus and you click it and your anxiety level shoots up. So, you know, I've winnowed down my information on this crisis to a very few sources, trusted sources, but still very few.
0: And even among the trusted sources, because they're working over time, it's so easy to get overstemmed and just numb by all of it. And I find that I'm, Wanting to look more things on paper and maybe get away from screens for a while, even if it's TV, I'm like, you know, I've had flickering LCDs in my face all day. I would like to look long, at a yeah. book, and they're they're made on nice paper and, and nicely yep. printed. Yes, indeed. So I guess that's all uh, par for the course. But as uh, many companies do lay off staff uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic's body slam of the economy— Others are stepping up. Uh, Google recently announced it was giving away more than $800 million to support small and medium businesses, health organizations, governments, and health workers on the front line of the pandemic. As Sundar Pichai wrote on the Google keyword blog, he said, Our commitments include, and this is all within the, the $800 million, $250 million in ad grants to help the World Health Organization and more than 100 government agencies globally provide critical information on how to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and other measures to help local communities. They're also throwing in $200 million to an investment fund that will support NGOs and financial institutions around the world and also to help provide those struggling small businesses with access to capital. $340 million of that money will be in Google ad credits available to all small businesses with active accounts over the past year. So uh, they're trying to make it easier for them once the economy does start up to get advertising and get people coming back to their sites. There's also a pool of $20 million in Google Cloud credits for academic institutions and researchers who need to leverage Google's computing capabilities and infrastructure uh, as they study potential therapies, vaccines, and uh, other critical data that needs to be tracked so they can identify new ways to fight COVID-19 and maybe find some kind of vaccine or cure. Uh, They're also doing direct financial support and expertise to help increase the production capacity for PPE. That's the personal protective equipment that doctors and hospitals so desperately need. I think a lot of the ones in New York say that they're good to about the first week of April and then they're going to be running out of supplies. And we've already seen photographs in certain hospitals around New York where nurses have had to put on hefty bags because stuff ran out. So uh, Google is throwing in money there. And uh, Google is also increasing the gift match the, that they offer for employees who want to donate to charitable causes. And so they're going to go, I guess the gift match is going up from $7,500 to $10,000. Google is also among the other big tech companies who are also lending their data and support and services to Britain's National Health Service as the U.K. is fighting its own fight against the virus. And the prime minister there, Boris Johnson, has the coronavirus, as do, I think, mm-hmm. a couple of members of his cabinet. So... Clearly, this is a virus that shows no discrimination on who is nope. going to infect. So Google is doing that. Uh, Apple is continuing its efforts to educate the public. They've got a new COVID-19 screening app that's out there on a companion website. All this is based on guidance and information from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, as with other COVID-19 sites, I think we talked about Google's on the last show. Apple's app offers a questionnaire about symptoms, guidance on social distancing and self-isolating and whether or not your symptoms are bad enough that you need to leave the house and go seek a COVID-19 test. The most up-to-date information from the CDC is also going to be included, so they'll be refreshing this as new guidance comes out. And the usual, what we've been hearing for the past six weeks, the best practices for washing your hands and disinfecting surfaces. And I will throw a a link to that app on our show page for anyone who who has an iOS device and would like to download it and try it out. All right. Now, as one can imagine, uh, white-collar workers who are going to the job from home uh, are attending a Lot more video conference meetings. I guess uh, that's that's why Zoom is hiring, and oh, I yeah. know uh, Google Meet and Blue Jeans and Skype and all of those equally busy video platforms are getting a lot of business. And some people are even maintaining professional business dress for the occasion, Real. you don't want to roll out in your t-shirt or your pajamas. However, <laughs> and this is from a Washington Post story, and I guess they talked to somebody there at Walmart, and and they couldn't get specific numbers. But according to this Walmart person, clothing sales show an increase in dress shirts, blouses, polo shirts, and other top garments, but not so much in the category of pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, people are only dressing yes. from the waist up. Pants uh, Friday. meetings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so, whether, you know, there's always had those jokes about Anchorman, you know, in, in Bermuda shorts uh, underneath That's actually desk, very true. But,
1: I have seen yeah. that in person. That's very true.
0: So, so that was, so was like, okay, well, that actually kind of makes sense. You know, people with yes. you know, shirt and tie and then Speedos. Um, but... Uh,
1: <laughs> Just in case anywhere anyone's wondering, I actually have warm-up pants on. Okay. All right. You're, Sweatpants. You're wearing your comfies. Yes.
0: Yes. So uh all right. So so you you are in the in the pants crab. Now, uh, while some people stuck at home uh maybe getting a bit bored and restless, and then we will talk about <laughs> yeah, that in our, that our would next be segment. Me. Yes. That would be me. The J. Paul Getty Museum in Los Angeles has thrown down a challenge to art lovers. Uh oh. The museum's Twitter account recently asked people to recreate their favorite works of art with objects they have around the house, which, as you can imagine, has led to a lot of, uh, say, Madonna and child recreations uh, with pug oh, dogs. Um, I was just
1: thinking that. I was just thinking that myself.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've seen a few of, of, of the dog playing uh, the child and and... <laughs> Uh, people with towels on their heads playing uh, the, the, the Madonna there. That's just lovely. But, but they're also moving beyond that and, and creating uh, many other delightful works that they're they're tweeting back to the museum. A Getty representative said the idea came from a Dutch museum that had issued a similar challenge to uh, homebound art founds there. So a little something to, to maybe spark creativity. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and museums are really trying to step up, providing more online content and daily things to sort of keep people engaged and and keep themselves on the radar so uh, i think it's it's uh, really a testament to some of these people who do have to program museum events to figure out ways that they can do this uh, for a
1: homebound online only audience yeah there are only so many d nice uh instagram parties that you can go to
0: yeah so and finally and finally Sir Patrick Stewart is doing his part uh, to lift the spirits of both Shakespeare scholars and trekkers alike, and sometimes, you know, people are both. The actor, a longtime member of the Royal Shakespeare Company, has been recording a Shakespearean sonnet a day from his Instagram account, and he's been doing this since March 21st. I believe he started with the ever-popular at weddings uh, Sonnet 116, uh, but, but he's been going to town there. But for those not quite down with the ambic pentameter, uh, Sir Pat's current TV project, Star Trek Picard, is now free to watch for a limited time on the CBS All Access streaming service. Nice. The 10-episode show has just uh, ended its run uh, for the first season this week. I'm hearing good things about it, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's a very different, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but it's got a, a very different texture and tone from a lot of the previous uh, Star Trek spinoffs. In a good way or in a bad way? A little both, but everyone, okay. because it's free now, even if you do not uh, subscribe to CBS All Access, you can watch Picard now. The 10-episode show is available to anyone in the United States. You do have to sign up for the free CBS All Access account, but when you're going through that uh, sign-up screen process, just enter the promo code GIFT when you're in there, and that will give you the access to the Star Trek Picard without having to fully. I subscribe to the service
1: so yeah i i pronounce it gift oh myself.
0: yes, yes jift. you would yes yes gift uh, <laughs> on this side of the uh, the island but um and so, uh, so this is, a way, and I don't know if, if Mr. Stewart was uh, behind this at all, or maybe they just realized this, this would be a really good thing to do. I noticed that uh, the offer, uh, it's a limited offer. It ends on April 23rd, which also happens to be Shakespeare Day.
1: So uh, I was like, I see what you did there. Uh, nicely, well played. Yes, yeah, so well top played.
0: marks for Professor X there. Uh, so yes. for people out there who do not already subscribe to CBS All Access, you can see Star Trek Picard if you jump on it within the next few weeks. So that does not give you Star Trek: Discovery or the Good Fighter and the other CBS All Access shows, but they are giving you the, this nice little ten-episode thing to maybe take your mind off of current woes for a while. And and it's definitely a series worth watching. Um, some some people will will like it better than others, but it, it's it's got a lot going on, and there are
1: some familiar faces that come back. I love Star Trek Discovery, so I'm definitely going to give this a shot. I just haven't had time. I've been yeah. watching BoJack Horseman. No, you video, had so. that.
0: You had to get that that through. Uh, yes, but indeed. for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the things we talked about on uh, this little news segment today, you can find them all at PoptickJam.com.
1: There are only so many television shows that I can stream. That's a realization that I've come to during this time of quarantine and crisis. Are your eyeballs just getting kind of tired? Yeah. My eyeballs are getting tired. I'm tired of wearing headphones, you know, because if I, everyone's home. So if I put on my speakers, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to be bothering the neighbors and all that stuff. So I've been trying to find different things to do. And I'm the type of person, I don't know if you know this about me, but if I don't have stuff to keep me occupied, I get into trouble. Oh, dear. I get into trouble. Has this been a lifelong problem? That has been a lifelong problem, trust Mm -hmm. me. And apparently I've passed that on to my kids, but that's a totally different story. Just a, a
0: restless mind wants to be constantly challenged. Yes,
1: that is absolutely true. So I've been, one project that I've been doing, That I'm really happy with is that I finally busted out the keyboard, dusted it off. And, you know, I spend a lot of money on interstitial music sometimes. And I've been trying to make my own. All right. And, you know, it's fun, it's creative. I've been doing a lot of music with the kids, and that's fun, you know. And we've been, you know, sharing songs and things like that. But there has to be more out there. There's gotta be more. What are you doing to keep yourself sane, JD?
0: Uh, a few little things. A, a couple of deadlines for, for stories, which always always
1: keep me busy.
0: Um, yeah, but not
1: so much sane.
0: Yeah, not so much sane. Um, well, I've been trying to to take this time because you are trapped in your home and you're here with all of your things at home. Yeah. One of the projects I've been recently doing is going through the inevitable envelopes and shoeboxes of old photos that I had collected from my mom's house when she uh, moved uh, into a um, a senior living community. So I've always got something to scan, so there's that. Uh, along nice. with that, uh, I've also been doing some family history research and, you know, Ancestry.com. Not doing the DNA test because you know, I, I really don't want my yeah, genome no, out there. But just sort of combing through old records and censuses and all of that stuff is, is really kind of interesting. And then Newspapers.com, which has some some great uh, contemporary accounts of what was going on in these little towns where my family has come from. So I've been doing a little bit of that. Uh, so there's a big family history chunk I've also been trying to learn new things. There's so many coding apps. Like, I've been trying to get back into the Grasshopper app, which which teaches you basic coding, like just on your phone. You you can sit there and do these little projects, and they're meant to be little quick hits. And having taken programming classes and just gotten really bored because the lessons went on too long or mm-hmm. there was just a lot of stuff that didn't seem particularly relevant at the time and it wasn't holding my attention, I was never a very good programmer. But I'm circling back now and a lot of these apps that are designed mainly to teach kids to code are, are actually really good for people with short attention spans. I think Apple's a Swift programmer they do a lot of coding for iOS stuff. I believe there's a training module there but there's some some good things out there that are educational and they feel a little bit of you know like a game so you're not doing homework there's a a gameplay element. So, I've been doing that, and I also realized I have not filled out the census yet, which. Uh, oh my
1: gosh, I haven't either. Yeah, the government gets that.
0: very mad if you don't do that, so I gotta they get that indeed. off. The... I've
1: already gotten two reminders. Oh, did so you get the better... little blue, you know, scolding yeah. postcard? Yep, I sure did. I sure did. I better get that in the mail now. Well, you know what? Similar to you, I've been going, I've been diving into the educational part of uh, the equation. I've been going to like lynda.com and a couple of uh, music services, or rather, music engineering and production services, and taking lessons on, you know, just advancing my skill set. Just if I'm going to be sitting here and instead of watching, you know, endless hours of television, I could watch endless hours of stuff that's going to help me improve my craft. So, I mean, I've been doing that. Also, I've been uh, <laughs> reorganizing my my record and CD collection. Oh my, the Rosado
0: Sound Archives are getting yes, a, a, a exactly. dusting?
1: Exactly. It's getting a reduced. I'm 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 actually alphabetizing it uh, because when I moved, I had neglected to do that. And then of course what ends up happening is you find something you want to listen to, so it's like, "Oh, let me play this for a while." And you know, then you you've eaten away 3 or 4 hours and you've literally done like maybe half the A's. So <laughs> so I've been diving that. And you know, just reading a book on paper, you know what I mean? It's just it's a luxury it now. A jo- Oh my God, it's not only such a luxury, it is just a joy. I had forgotten how much I love doing that. Just sitting in a room quietly with maybe a little glass of something next to you, whatever your beverage of choice is, in a comfy chair, and you sit there and read a book. New York City is quiet for the first time I can remember. So I'm going to take full advantage. Windows open, breeze coming through. It's eerie. It is eerie, but conducive to sitting there and reading and not, you know, letting your anxiety run crazy in your brain. Go yeah. to a different world. Read a book. It's That's exactly what I've been doing. I'm sure that, that there are other people out there doing stuff, and I realize that our numbers are a little lower than usual, but the folks listening should tell us what they're doing. Help us out. Let us yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, give us more ideas. Give us more ideas. Yeah, give us stuff to do. Painting. I know people have been taking a painting or, you know, writing like n- the great American novel that, I mean, now's the time.
0: Yeah, in fact, I think the the people who do NaNoWriMo uh, started one called, uh, I think it's uh, Stay Home Rimo, where it's also a contest if you are homebound. Uh, because of pandemic uh, considerations uh, they're doing the same kind of coaching and guidance and cheering for people who are writing small projects while they're at home so so they stepped it up there too so maybe we can string together enough of these projects to keep us busy uh, until next week when when hopefully <laughs> we'll be back for another
1: episode of this <laughs> until but. next week yes but i think you know what we should do we, we should thank the bros yes thank you bros built by bros.com if you think it they will build it
0: yes and thank Thank you, listeners. I know a lot of you out there are uh, dealing with the exact same things that we are, and, and the oh, world yeah. is very crazy. Uh, so we are very grateful for those of you who uh, do take the time to download and listen and chime in on social media. And um, we hope that uh, everyone is is keeping safe, and we also hope that the light at the end of the tunnel will, will be coming soon, but we're not yes. going to have any false hope. We're just going to you know keep calm yep. and carry on, as they did. That's right. That's right. Stay home. Stay home. Do some art. Do some art. Yeah, so so. until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Bojack Horseman, huh? Bojack. Serious. Horseman. All right, I'll give it a try.